This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter attack. Forestieri. Good evening, everybody. Um, has a draw ever felt more gutting right at the end? If somebody had offered us a 1-1 draw at the start, we would have taken it in the 94th minute. Not so much. It'll be interesting what everybody thinks and what their what their considerations are going to be. But one thing is for certain, only five teams have managed to go up and actually get anything. And the most anybody's got so far is a draw at Turf Moor this season. We were so close to it. <laughs> The question must surely be, did we sit back too far? Was the bringing on of Cabaselli for Yao Pedro a good measure to make sure that the young Brazilian was uh, you know, not going to pick up a second yellow? The question about Cabaselli's defensive qualities, I would suggest, may come to the fore. Justin, sir. Justin, what do you think? I think what you just said, Peter, to be honest, I think we were hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, and, you know, two minutes less, we would have won the game. Yeah, but like you said, if we'd have been offered a, a draw, before the game would have taken it. So let's take the draw, but doesn't really, you know, no, nothing really kind of is it has been proven this evening. I don't think it's just what we thought, isn't it really? I think everyone, everyone thought we were going to get smashed tonight in the prediction. So we didn't get smashed, but yeah, one all's a bit bleh. Yeah, well, it, it certainly is when you concede at that point. So there's going to be an element tonight, which is gutted and there's going to be an element of how can I put it of just feeling absolutely deflated and as I say looking at the defensive last moment changes people have talked about Slav and Bilic's in-game management today in fairness the aggression that we played with the amount that that we got out of the central midfield partnership of uh, of Kone but especially Hamza Chowdhury because he was covering 
covering ground like it wasn't there was absolutely ridiculous. So I think we have to look at it overall and say we would have been very, very pleased to have got it. But I'm more than happy for anybody to come on and tell me, Pete, you're an idiot. You're a Muppet. We're a minute away from three points there and beating them. And it didn't happen. So what can we do? Carlos, sir. Carlos, you're there. What did uh, what did you make of the night then? Yeah, just just pretty much what you what you've just said there. Really disappointed, uh, you know, being so close to, to three points and to have it snatched snatched away like that. Pretty, you know, it, it feels like a defeat. But I think sort of tagging on the back of what Justin's also said is that when we spoke to the Burnley podcast in midweek, all of us. Even, even the Burnley fans were were, were predicting a you know a, a result in Burnley's favour, and, and I thought we matched them tonight. I thought physicality wise, all over the park. You mentioned a couple of players there. I thought we were we were very aggressive. Ash Barnes, <laughs> I forgot what a knob that guy is as a, as a as a footballer. I just can't stand the guy. But Bur- Burnley were Burnley are grim, you know, like proper pinching and you know they're just a horrible team to play against and I thought we matched them tonight and to come away from there with a with a point is a good result you know let's not forget that it's disappointing in the manner of the result but it's a good result and not one that many of us well none of us would ever piss and predict it because we're so shite at it but you know if you'd given me it before the game had kicked off i would have, i would have snapped your snapped your hand off for that well i i do hate to say it but we were on a uh, we were on with the turf cast uh, there's a couple of really nice guys who are uh, who are burnley supporter at Burnley Supporting Podcast. We were on with a couple of them. One came on for our preview show. We've had the other one on previously. And I did actually get asked, and I did say one all, but to be honest with you, it was it was hope against hope. I was just trying to insert some jeopardy. No, I think you've got to take it. You've got absolutely got to take it. There, As I said earlier on, there's only been five teams now, before it, it was four, who've gone up there and got anything at all. We've got to keep that in, in the front of our uh, of our minds with this. But God, it's a sickener, isn't it? Obviously, with uh, with a minute to yeah. with a minute to go, with a minute to go. Right, let's get some people on. Thank you very much, guys. We can already see you requesting. Anybody wants to say anything, just hit the request button at the bottom left of your screen if you're listening on a phone. Unfortunately, you can't do it if you're listening by a PC. And we will look to get you guys on. Uh, first of all, though, I'm going to go across to the states, but not to Florida. I'm going to Dallas. I am going to Dallas, and uh, and we're going to catch up with Vinny, hopefully. And see if Vinny's about. Vinny, sir, you there? I'm here, and I'm a broken man. You're... Oh yes, it was gutting, wasn't it? It really was. And what what did you think? What did you think of the performance? What did you think of Burnley in terms of, you know, they are 22 points above us, and I think they they look a well drilled team. I thought we were defensive today, but I still didn't think we looked well drilled going forward. But we looked like we could hang on to something. Uh, alas, not. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean the. The pressing from the top was incredible tonight. Mm. Uh, insane work rate from everybody. Everyone was working hard just for Christian Cabaselli to come in and miss a header on the corner. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, I texted my group chat. I was he when he subbed on. I was like, "All right, it's gonna be one one." Like we all know how this ends, and and it did. I I just don't know how you can take off Joe Pedro there. I mean, that's just a completely shambolic decision. But I, I burnt. I guess that aside, Burnley's like really good, but it's it's gonna they're gonna be one of those classic teams that like looks really good in the championship, attacking this that, and they're gonna get relegated next year. But I mean, we we had the three points and we just let it go away because of a stupid sub decision. I just couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. Yeah, 
I have to say, I was I was shouting at the screen about why you're doing this, why why are we doing that, why are we going to suddenly to change the shape at the back? You've had who you've had uh, uh, Porteous knowing where they are, and you suddenly change the shape, and it's kind of odd. Uh, it's it's always unfortunate for Cabaselli. The problem is, the more unfortunate it is for Cabaselli, the more the the worse a player he is because you see all of these things happening and it's, it's horrible to label that on him because he's come on for three minutes if you're coming on for three minutes do the job do the job um you've had players who've been running around there for 96 minutes you've got to come in you've got to get your header on it that's it end of really for me is that am i being unreasonable there no no not at all the one thing i do want to point out keenan sure. davis was i thought really good tonight just with his pressing and stuff he was there were a couple of times he could have sent Sar through and he didn't. That, that's a shame. Uh, yeah, just like slow decision there. Maybe just didn't have the ability to. Um, and then Arroyo, when he came on, pressing, not so great. Not so great. But um, that's obviously kind of like a small detail. He didn't really see much of the ball tonight, obviously, because we were defending for our lives. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, at least we got the commitment. We got the commitment and the the thing that we've been saying all season has been we want a team to come out and play with 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 some some grit, some determination, some aggression. And we got that. As I said, I thought I thought we looked very again, as ever, when we when we've actually got the ball, we all look like everybody's making it up on the spot. Whereas whereas Burnley have running patterns and people go in and you can see that they're drilled. But at least we got that. At least we got that press and that work rate. And as you say, Keenan Davis today worked worked very hard and everybody did. In the defensive side, yeah. they worked hard. They worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you, sir. Um yep. There you go. There goes Vinny, a broken man, a broken man after uh, after seeing those uh, those points snatched away at the last. At the last, let's go across to a uh, friend of the show, Mister Wendover Horn, Greg. I bet you oh, were shouting at the screen like everybody else was. Peter, I was in the toilet at the time because I just couldn't watch those last few. I couldn't watch those last few. He's so angry. He's disconnected. <laughs> I was, I, I was pacing up and down, and oh, Pete, 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 Pete. I, I was in the toilet. That that borders on oversharing. I had Uncle Ron not previously announced he was in the toilet, hiding from his children. I don't think you were doing that. I think it was a more. As soon as like the six minutes came up, I put my stopwatch on and started pacing, and then oh, and then oh, Kappa, excuse my language, fucking Selly. He's a fucking Jonah, isn't he? Absolute Jonah. Get that man out of our club. Um, however, yeah, they, 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 I agree with you, Pete. They gave us everything tonight we've been asking for all season. Commitment, commitment, commitment. And in the, I feel like we've lost, but in the morning it won't look a, a bad point, will it? No, I think we'd have taken it beforehand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I've, I've been harsh on Cabaselli. Not harsh, but I think realistic. But I am gonna say, and and let me know if anybody agrees with this statement or doesn't. It's very hard to come into that style game because it was contested so so hotly. You know, to come in for those minutes and sudden and and, and be in, but. Still, it comes down to where you know a header yeah. is a header, isn't it? Pete, I think we've got to a stage with Cabaselli where his time is up. He is a Jonah. He resembles leaky defences, and he res- resembles goals going in. And let's just get him out. Just pay out his last year. 
wave him goodbye back to Belgium. Thank you, Cabba, for, for, for your efforts, but thank you. Good night, Vienna. Uh, positives, whatever comes out of this season, we've got a central defensive partnership to build around. So I thought, uh. I thought they were superb. Again, superb. And you get your spine right. You, you, you've coached a lot of football. You get your spine mm-hmm. right and you're halfway there. And they are a great foundation to, to build around, in my opinion. Wow. Well, there's something that we've been asking for for, for more than all season. We've got loads of people wanting to come on, Greg, so I'm yes, going to kind mate. of move through quite swiftly. But but um, well done for pulling the positives. Come on, have a nail, a wailing and a gnashing of teeth. And also, yeah, try and find a positive. One question I'm going to ask everybody, and sorry, I do apologise, Vinny, I should have asked you. Who would you put down as man of the match? I'm giving it to Mario Gaspar tonight. Gaspar, what, one vote for Gaspar? We'll see, we'll see how we go. Greg, I will catch you very soon. I'll see you, yes, I'm sure, at the at the West Brom game yes, that's coming, you, uh, coming at yep. the weekend. Yep. Cheers, lads. Bye wonderful stuff I appreciate we've got loads of people want to come on and say their piece and we want to hear everybody's opinion so we're going to try and uh, you kind of get through to everybody as uh, as quickly as we can let's, let's add in Mr Neil Silverstein down on the south coast because uh, Neil is a regular always comes on always speaks forthrightly Mr Silverstein sir how's you doing I'm devastated yes it is it's it's it yes it's gutting there was always a dawning sense of inevitability when the substitution was made but but what negatives, what positives, well, who man of the match? Ne- negative was I actually backed us to win 1-0 with Pedro scoring. So, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I just had a sense that we would get something, right? I mean, that the championship is the championship. I know it's an obvious statement, but you always get something. And I just I just felt that we would get something up there. It would, be, would have been so us to do that. So I, I fancied us tonight. I just think for me, uh, what the other guys have said already, Billich did a great job from half time with every single decision that he made, making us progressively worse um, and actually inviting Burnley onto us. I think Davis coming off, we lost a presence up top and we saw the impact when he comes on that we've got something to play off of and he gives us physical presence. As soon as we lost that, I can't remember us really getting out of our half with any purpose. And I actually don't think we created much at all all game, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the, well, let me think. Other than other than the corner, which Kamara won in the second half, um, I think midway through the second half, it was like one shot on goal. I haven't looked at the stats, yeah. but I will pull them up. But no, it it was it would have been your classic smash and grab. It would have been your classic away performance of try and shut up shop. And but but in fairness, teams have come and done that to us, so we'd have taken it. But it did feel like we kind of just went, okay, we're going to sit deep and we're going to try and we're going to try and. Uh, kind of just basically kind of suck this up and and deal with it, and we all know we all know what that means in a Watford shirt. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're not good enough to do that. I, I personally, exactly. I, I think you're right. The, yeah, Greg's right. The pair at the centre back, awesome, outstanding. Uh, I'd have tried to block the midfield out and not put another defender in, but just try and clog the midfield up. Um, and, and stop them at source rather than you know leaving them to, to get through. Um, but hey, it, it, yep. you know tomorrow morning it's a, it is a good point. Don't don't lose sight of the fact of that. But it could have been two more, which which would have kept us right in there, which is a bit of a false position because um, I actually don't want us to go up. But for me, I, I know Greg said Gaspar. I mean, yes, Cabba at fault but for me as the ball drops if you watch Gaspar is rooted um, and it's his man that, that has the easiest of tappings and for me he's, he's got to be a bit more alive there and, and you know 
player of his experience, tuck in and be gold size basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen one of the five uh, the five one of the five word uh, reviews come in and call absolutely what you just said. So no, I haven't picked up on that particular bit. I was looking back at the the first phase header uh, coming in at the time and just kind of basically swearing profusely and upsetting my wife and my cat in equal measure. But what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, uh, and the, 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 the other bit for me, I mean, Martins, and it's, I can't pronounce his name, or whatever his name is, neither of those, have, I, they don't fill me with confidence that they're actually going to do anything. And I know both of them came in with a really big reputation and it might be too early on in their time with us, but from what I've seen, I don't see what they offer us, but for me, Malamak Portius, absolutely um, a rock at the back. And the bit I really like, in, when I, when the when the madness is flying around, he's he's got time just to look up, play a simple ball, and just calm it down. So I I, I do think that's that's the hope that's come out of it that we've got a, a pair of that work well together at the back. I mean, who's I think there's a little bit of. He's missing a bit of pace for me, but but he's a lot better than the rest of what we've had for some time. So, yeah, we, we kick on. Go again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Neil, who are you going to give man of the match to? Man of the match, uh, Porteous. Porteous, there we go. There goes Neil. Thank you, Neil. Wonderful stuff. We're going to get going to get round to everybody because we've got loads of people who want to come in and just uh, have a quick word. Let us know your thoughts. So we're going to go to Ryan Cripps and see see what what Ryan thought of uh, of the evening. Appreciate to everybody that it's hard yes. to take a sucker punch to the gut and come back to it. Ryan, what were your thoughts, sir? Hi, Pete. Oh dear, I'm absolutely deflated. Like I'm sure we all are. Of course, it's it's just it's it's just a season. Yeah, it? it's a season in microcosm. But to be fair, though, I'll say I'll I would have taken a draw against Burnley any day of the week. The way they're going in the minute, you know. I think I think they are uh, an absolutely genuinely. I, I was really impressed with what they did yeah. and what they've got, and I was really pleased that we frustrated and that we stifled them. It's it's simply it's simply the taking away of two points at the end of the game, um, you know. And uh, okay, we've we've t- we've we've stopped their record because they've won ten on. Yeah, that's that's the positive um, we can all take, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, and you've and we've got to, haven't oh, we? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, when something like that, you go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the midfield looked combative, which they haven't looked all 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 season. Mm. And were we, you know, it was a, it was just one of those horrible niggly games you just want to get to the other side of with the three points. We didn't quite make that. But uh, what other positives would you have seen to, uh, tonight, Ryan? I'll say uh, Porteous. I thought he was awesome. God, how lucky are we to have him? What a signing that is, I'll say as well. For, for a couple of hundred, or I think it's 400,000 yeah, pounds now. as well. He's fantastic. And I'll, I'll give a Batman credit as well. I thought he did some cracking saves today to keep us in it. Yeah, he's um, one thing that was that was uh, at odds, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of comments on it. It was his kicking. Yeah, not because not be, not because he, he he well, there was one where he put it straight out of play, and you're going, well, <laughs> but but you know the amount of times he would go and he would kick it long, and no one was there, and it's like, okay, if you're going to play out from the back, okay, we don't like it, it makes us all panicky, but if you are going to hammer it. Try to go to one of our players, please, and, and not give it straight back for them to come on at us like a yeah. Moment, but. So it's quite frustrating watching when he does that with the goal kicks and that. Yeah, it does indeed. Yeah. Does indeed. Who who would you who would you start on Saturday? Oh, no, not Saturday on Monday West, night. Isn't yeah, it? West Brom at home Monday, to yeah. home to West Brom. Yeah. Who who do you think you'd start up front, Keenan Davis or young uh, young Enrique Arouge, as nobody has pronounced? I'll probably start Davis. To be fair, I think because of the experience he's got with Villa in the past and that. There and we I go. Thought, there I we go. We've got okay a... today. 
to be honest. I think I think we have a potential very good player yeah. there. Who we need to get who we need to get fit. We need to get him in, and we also need to get support to him because otherwise he kind of tends to go off on his own. Is he frustrating? Yes. Does he give us the same kind of movement that Arosh potentially does? Yeah. No, but he's got the physicality that means his ball will stick on occasion. So, oh, it's it's a jigsaw with only so many pieces attached, mate. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, there we <laughs> there we go. There we go. Right, thank you for the no call, problem. sir. Um, I'm, cheers, mate. You take care. Have a cheers, good thank evening. You. Um, th- thank you, Ryan. I'm going to go across now. I'm going to go across to Danny uh, because. Here, we're going to put a little bit of stuff in perspective because and, and I appreciate everybody, you want to get in and, uh, and let us know what you think. I get that completely. Danny, if you hit the mic button down on the bottom left and then we'll bring you in. Uh, Danny, you may have seen a tweet that, that, that we that we put out, a retweet of what Danny is doing. The events and the earthquake that, are, that has taken place in, in Turkey and in Syria and the death toll is just is, is unimaginable. Uh, Danny is one of these good souls who is doing something about it and has created a... Uh, just giving Paige, he's going to be basically doing doing some walking. Danny, tell us what you're going to do uh, and and how people can can help and support because that that's going to put a last minute equaliser into perspective if nothing else does. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, hopefully, um, this project will be able to help people. So the plan is, um, I've set up a page. Um, I put it on the on a pin tweet um, on my account and basically what it is it's going to a charity called the international rescue committee which mm-hmm. is one of the charities um that are working together currently in turkey and syria for the for the earthquake relief to provide shelters food blanket etc so it's um so what i've decided to do is um I am going to be walking 400 meters and adding that up every 10 pounds that goes in and I've not put a limit on it. So whatever it goes up to, I will be doing and hopefully sometime in March, I will be able to uh, plan a walk for that and hopefully we can just raise enough money and try and help people get back on their feet really. And yes, um, tonight's deflating. Um, it's, It's annoying, but it's just one of those things where, you know, football football comes second really you know it's about it's about the impact that um these sorts of things have on people's lives and i think i think what's happened is just put a massive perspective on it everything and you summed it up perfectly so um if if you can support that's brilliant i know i know it's not always possible and especially during these times but even just sharing it around um would really greatly help so I really appreciate that. So, guys, there's Danny. He's going to be walking and doing doing a lot of walking. The more the more we we, we back him, the the more he walks, basically. Um, and he's doing it for a great cause. So, we will be uh, tweeting this and probably retweeting this and retweeting it. If you can support, fantastic. If you can't, if you can retweet it, just so that we can let the whole Watford community know that there's an opportunity there to support one of our own who's doing something. You know, just to try and help that you know the, 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 these poor people in this time of need. It just means that as a community, we all come together and we all support it. So, Danny, well done, sir, and uh, and and thank you for coming on. And we will speak to you more with regards to it. That being said, of course, we we always say about keeping things in perspective, but football has never been designed to keep anything in perspective. So, on that on that build up, guess who I'm going to go to. You can imagine I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to go to Uncle uh, just to find out how he is. Uncle, whereabouts are you? Are you in the toilet where uh, where Greg was earlier on? Not in the toilet, no. Not, Not in the, the toilet. toilet. Things are in, things are improving at least a little bit in that sense. Sir, 
come on, give us your take because we don't need perspective now. We, 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 we've done the perspective thing. No, I'm, I'm furious, Peter, and I've had enough. It's the result is all that matters. And Burnley played very badly. But had we won, I would have said good result, of course. But we didn't win again under Billich. Three wins now in 13. And he bringing on Cabaselli, who is one of the worst defenders I've ever seen play for Watford. He has been at the club near enough eight years. Let's call let's say his wages are a conservative thirty thousand pounds a week. Over eight years, that adds up to twelve million pounds. No wonder he's always got a smile on his face. But he's a coward. He's a coward. He doesn't go in where it hurts. And and the joke is on us, Peter. The joke is on us, and he shouldn't have been brought on. It was a horrendous substitution. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Bilic and Porteous and Hoot. They're miles above Cabaselli and Trustikong. Miles above them. But Cabaselli is a disgrace. He's a disgrace. We'll look back. And, and, and people should wonder how he could be at the club eight years and how it could be tolerated. It's sickening. I'm well, sick of it. I am sick of them. I'm sick of them. Okay. Well, you've called a couple of positives there of of Hoot and uh, and I, I think we I think we're all agreed on Hoot. It's probably pronounced a different way, but we're going to go with it. And Porteous, what other positives could you take out of tonight in terms of the the defensive work rate? Until obviously the very very unfortunate last ninety seconds. No positives, because the only thing that's that matters is the result. That's the only thing that matters. Okay, well, there we go. There we go. Oh, who are you going to give man of the match to then? I presume one of the, the other two centre-backs. I, I, I don't want to talk about it, Peter. About okay. That. No one should get the, the, that award. No one now. Oh, well, there we, there we go. There we go. Ron doesn't want anybody to get the award. Um, I'm going to go to somebody who was who we haven't spoken to before. I'm going to go to Max, because, Max, you were, you were given the old uh, thumbs down. So we'd like to get all forms of opinion. So we give Ron the opportunity for an opinion. Max, if you hit your mic button down the bottom left, you should be able to come on and... Hello, sir. Uh, and let us know what you oh, thought it might be different. Well, you know, it's always nice coming after Uncle Ron. He's come out with some blinders there. Um, <laughs> oh, always, always, always does, always does. Opinion. Um actually gutting. Like, you're one up. Look, we didn't play the best. Neither did Burnley. Thought Burnley were quite poor. Decent team. But, yeah, feels like I lost. Like, shocking, shocking. I mean... <laughs> It's, it's hard to take, especially when the team's coming next. Bilic, yeah, he's, he's done all right for us. But, oh, I feel I feel a bit cynical saying he ain't, he's not the right man. But he's, like, oh, Sully last minute. That's probably the worst sub you're going to see all year. Shocking. Well, it's, did, did, did Burnley play badly or did we stop them playing well? I, I, think, appreciate I'm I think it's, for, I'm I think it's half and half. Like Burnley, obviously a very good team. Okay. You can see they're a fantastic team. There's a reason why they're top mm. and out of what, out of reach of the playoffs by 17, I don't know, 20 odd points now, but they had a pretty poor game, misplaced passes here and there. I can't, I can't really say as we, we kept away from it. Also, we kept away from goal up until the 90th minute. Portius and Hope, however you pronounce his name, Hoot. <laughs> oh, Anything say, goes here. I thought they were very strong. Portius, few mistakes here and there positionally, but it was always made up from Hoot 
same again. Don't know why he didn't get booked. He's let me down 120 quid there, so I'm a bit gutted about that. But all in all, <laughs> it's a bit, bit gutting, mate. Bit gutting. Well, yes, it was. It was. Who who are you going to put down for, for Man of the Match? Oh, I'd have to say Chowdhury. He won his socks off for 90, 95 minutes. So there we go. There we go, mate. Onwards and upwards to the next one. He, but uh, we have to see what comes of it. He Yeah, he is absolutely... Um, <laughs> he's he's not the best with the ball, but Christ oh, Almighty, thought, he gets through some work rate shutting he's, down. He's in he? the wrong sport. He needs to be doing long distance running. That geezer could run for he could run for England. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that hair is aerodynamic <laughs> enough. I I will. So he looks like Bomed. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot, Max. Thank you very much for your call, it oh, mate. Really, really appreciate yeah, you coming pleasure, on. Mate. Top Have stuff. Good top stuff indeed. And you, sir, and you. Well done. Well, they're, they're oh, excellent. I'm very pleased with that. Right, then we're going to go through to, let's go to Josh, J.W. Solo. Let me add you in. Uh, and then we're going to be coming to Sean and Jack. And we're going to be coming to Robert and Louis and everybody else as well. But, uh, uh, Josh, if you hit your mic button, sir, you can uh, let us know what you thought. Yeah, oh, he's like, yeah. How are you doing? Oh, obviously, gussing and gussing into the game. But I'm sorry, to say there are no... Just a po- what Uncle Ron said to say there are no positives from getting a point uh, a team that has been unbeaten at home all season they've lost two games one of which is to us it's a r- ridiculous call it's a ridiculous call we've defended and been men for one of the first times of the season to be honest we've yeah uh, we when we had to we showed attacking quality we, when I say when we had to I mean once because we had to do it once yeah there are there are a few negatives and I, I am with Uncle Ron after calling him out you know BLH, what, what is it, 3 and 15 or something like that? Yes. Oh, that. Yeah, uh, no, it's going to be 3 and 13. Right. It's going to be 3 and 13. But I, in fairness, in fairness, I don't think the result, I mean, even if we'd have been trolleyed today, and we certainly weren't, uh, against against comfortably the best team, shall we say, in the in the championship, I think that's, that's without uh, kind of uh, uh, protest. I, I think we'd have probably said, yeah, he could have had a freebie tonight and he did go and get something. He did go and get a performance out of everybody. And also, I think the other thing that we've we've probably forgotten and I've forgotten to mention straight away is obviously it was a disrupted start. Originally, we were going to have Tom Cleverley in. So Tom Cleverley's had a recurrence of uh, what we presume is his Achilles injury, which he had a an operation for back in November to try to get uh, to try to get results. So he also had to kind of reorganise as well. What did you what did you think of Ken who oh, came on? Who came on for it? I think you can you can argue that either either of them would have been better in both situations. You know, Cleverly's on the pitch. We don't score the first goal. He won't. He wouldn't have picked out uh, Jack Pedro. At the same time, if Cleverly had been on the pitch, maybe he would have been the experienced head that would have got us over the line. Talk about experienced heads. I don't know how he's so inexperienced at his age. Cavaselli, he's got to. He's just got to go. He, before, I mean, I'd say before he got relegated in 1920, he was actually a solid defender. If he'd have left. <laughs> If, if, no, seriously, yeah. if you left then, you probably would have said, cheers for five good years, or whatever it would have been. But it's just not yeah. anymore. Also, the two that came on, Martin and Araujo, or Aruj, whatever it is, go in the gym. Just go in the bloody gym and don't come out. They're so weak. I can't believe how you can be a professional athlete. And yeah, everything bounces off them. They bounce off players. That They offer nothing physical at this level. Araujo's clearly a good player. You can't be of that. And having a hundred milli release clause at Benfica or whatever it is, it's serious. It's embarrassing. Yeah, he's got a hundred million euro release clause, but uh, I imagine that's also after a few good dinners. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I, ha- I have to say, and I appreciate we are all biased here, but uh, Andy Hinchcliffe is possibly the worst co-commentator I've ever seen. One of the things that Burnley do, and they do it very well, because if the referee don't stop you, 
keep doing it, is that whenever there is a challenge or a pull, they go and have half your shirt. You know, they'll go and, you know, Ashley Barnes is is definitely the professor of the dark arts. Yeah. You know, we all know this. The whole of the championship knows exactly yeah, I what, actually, exactly what I they actually do. I thought the referee cool. was quality tonight. I, actually, I really thought for one of the first times of the season, he was actually a very, very good referee. Controlling the game when both sets of players, let's be honest, tries to take it out of his hands. He kept control. I thought he actually did a really good job before people go in at him, which I don't think they are. Praise for the ref. No, no, mate, this is this is the home to say whatever you want. It's absolutely super. Right. Who do you, who are you going to put down as uh, as man of the match for this evening? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to have for a will. I'm going to have for Kamara, actually. I thought, um, you know, he got booked, what was it, 10th minute or something very early? I, was, I like I was this. I, can I just say... Can I just say, Kamara has come in for some some abuse recently. So here's Josh. He's standing up for the ref and for Kamara. He is he is defending the defenseless yeah, previously. Well I done, Josh. Tell saying. us more about yeah, Kamara. I, thought, <laughs> I think once he got booked in the first half, I was thinking we're going to have ten men by half time. And I don't know if this is the standards that he he's set over the past few weeks, which means he's getting man the match for, for not being shit. Um, uh-huh. But he's, <laughs> I, I thought he did. A, I thought he did a good job against what's his name Teller, who's been probably the best winger in the league this season I thought he did just fine for the, most of it and I'm not going to say Porteous and Hoot and Chowdhury because they were world class but it is what it is very good Josh top quality stuff there defender of referees and defenders who are let's face it being scrutinised quite a lot Josh excellent call as ever hi this is Tommy Smith you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eye podcast and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's go to Sean slash Charlie slash KFC in Amazon. That's we all uh, in Amazon, even Amazon. Where did that come from, Sean? Well, there's a lot of slashing going on. Well, there always <laughs> is. So, I'm sorry, I, I I didn't get a chance to go to the loo. I just ran in and started this nonsense, <laughs> mate. I think um, I hate to say it, but uh, I think that's probably the last time we're going to see Cleverly, isn't it? It would. <laughs> it, it's going to be. It's going to depend on what it is. You know, you get you get injuries and you come back and you get other compensation injuries. If it's the Achilles, then I really fear it might be oh, because take, it's horrible to say, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, he has been a really good servant, and yes, his legs went a few years ago, but he has got that head which we needed. But I think I think that's just we know that it's three wins out of thirteen. We know that Billich has made mistakes. We know that the Pozzo way, and, you know, Uncle Ron's right. If, if, if the Pozzo's are going to be like that, and that's the way, you know, get rid, get someone else, all the rest. Personally, I don't think it's the right mm-hmm. thing to do at the moment, mainly because 
and I don't all necessarily agree, but Bilic turned around and he said, I need a winger, I need a midfielder, I need a striker. Mm-hmm. I personally think we needed two defenders. And in fairness to the club, we went and got two. And they're decent, and I'm chuffed to pieces because they are the shit houses that we have needed for years and years and years in yeah. the middle. But he did, in fairness to Billich, and he is the one that is there day in, day out. He knows what we've got. He said he needed that centre midfield. The last game, we started Bakuna. Today, we have started Cleverly, who's got injured in the warm-up. And for me, Kone was not on it. He's had a couple of good flashes. He's obviously got a touch. He isn't a top two championship centre midfielder yet. He may well be, but he isn't. And and the work, the reason I give Bilic a bit of leeway is because he told us. And yes, we've got players coming back, but it's going to be too late. And it is too late because the January window is, it was exactly that. It starts at the beginning of January. You can't get mm. six games through it and then turn around and go, oh, we haven't you know, we haven't addressed it because you've effectively lost 18 points, which is which which is it, it is horrendous. It kills me to see people like Martin out, Martin's out there because he's quite obviously not 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 with it. He isn't. I know you've got to give these kids time. He's got a touch. He was horrendous with the dive in today, which a lot of us did. He doesn't look like he's got speed. He doesn't actually look like he's got a vision. Doesn't look like he can deliver a um, a pass. You can argue that maybe the, the the you know on his debut when he got the assist, if you like, he he, stuck, mm-hmm. he actually stuck the shot straight at the keeper's chest. It, it it kills me when you see people like. Um, there's a young lad called Mametti who was at Wickham, absolutely ripped League One apart, 22 years old. He's gone to Bristol City for a million. And you just think when we've given Cabaselli 18 over the last however many years, you know, you've got a kid there who's gone to Bristol City for less than a million who has ripped League One up in that position. It, it, it's gutting, and that's why I'm giving Billich a little bit of rope, really, because he did tell us. Yeah, no, 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 that's fair enough, that's fair enough. I think the frustration, as you say with Martins, is there may be a fine player in two years' time because he's only 19, he's having to deal with, you know, kind of moving a continent, a different kind of football altogether, and, you know, there's any number of things that, that might have to fall for it, but we only have him till May, and then he's an Udinese player. Exactly. Um, and, and we, we, which is the issue, because if, if it was a young Pedro and he's on the books here and he's going to he's a Watford product then you're going to be slightly more forgiving but it's it's hard to do it it's hard to warm to Martins as much knowing that he's he's he's, he's uh, yeah I, I agree with what you say that there, there's some components missing and he's not going to have time to put those into the jigsaw you know in the time that he's still with us we we got a, we got a lot of good stuff out tonight. The heart, the passion, the determination, and the the, the effort was there tonight. It most certainly was. Backman, yes, he makes a couple of good saves, but he's kicked it straight off the pitch three times today. Yeah. Three times straight off the pitch. And, and Gaspar, yes, he looked all right. And I know he's had a shout out for man of the match, but you watch that goal. He actually doesn't even have a man at the back post. He is, Porteous has limbered towards the front post because he doesn't need to go for it because he sees that Cabaselli's there. It's overcrowding and Gaspar's behind him and he leaves the back post. It's, uh, it's got him. 
but How, um, yeah. you know what? We'd have took a point, wouldn't we? We'd have took we a point. absolutely would have done. And I think, you know, I, I still think it's a question of did Burnley play badly or did we stop Burnley playing through? I mean, don't get me wrong. It weren't pretty. Uh, it was a war of attrition. Before we let you go, sir, who are you going to give man of the match to? Um, absolutely has to be Chowdhury. He's not the greatest with a ball in his, uh, his feet, but um, I don't know what he took before the game, but I'll have some of that. <laughs> Excellent. It's going to hair bear. Brilliant stuff, Sean, as always. Thank you, sir. Um, let's go to somebody we haven't spoken to in a little while. Lovely to have him back, Mr. Alan Lathwell. Alan, sir, if you hit your uh, your mic button and then you can come on and tell us what your thoughts were of the evening. We've even had, which I thought of you when I saw it, we've even had somebody saying how good the referee was. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not convinced on that, given the fact that... Um, Yet another official hasn't dealt with the shithousery from Barnes, oh, who's been doing it for 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Hundreds of referees have, have, have had the, the pleasure of being on the pitch with him. No one's ever dealt with him. And the entire world knows he's a shithouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sir, I'm sorry, I, I took you down a referee in cul-de-sac. I apologise for that, sir. No, what, do you, what do you, no, you want to think about tonight? No, it's fine. It, it was one of the points I wanted to make. And actually... Oh, I actually think for the best part, particularly Hoyt, who it, it became very evident, particularly in that second half, the company has specifically told Teller and Barnes to alternate targeting him. There's no doubt in my mind. I'll wager anyone anything they want that that's what they, that those two were told to do against Hoyt. And he stood up to it, you know, and the, that's the positive for me over the last two or three games is that we've finally looked like we've got some steel at the back. It's the other two thirds of the pitch that I'm really worried about. I, you know, I, I think we're, you know, for all the supposed quality we have in attack, our ability to not even make the simple pass in the final third is infuriating. Star too often delivers nothing. There's a reason why he's in the championship because he ain't good enough to play any higher. And, you know, I think we've got some good players in midfield. You know, I think Chowdhury has had an immense game tonight. I think Kone will be a player. Loser will get up to speed and, and, and will slot back into midfield. But it's just so frustrating. We do we, we, we do so so many good things. And we could have had a couple of goal, a couple more goals tonight if we'd made the right decision in the final third. And we, it, they're simple passes at times. They're just, you know, they're five-yard passes and we miss the player. I, I You know, I, Pedro was guilty of it. Uh, Kone was guilty of it. Uh, Keenan Davis, uh, I, I think, once. You know, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. But, the, but notwithstanding that, I think if we put in that kind of performance on a consistent basis and not for 10 minutes here, 45 minutes mm. there, but for 90 minutes, week in, week out, we will get more results, more positive results than negative. I've, I've no doubt about it at all. Well said, well said. And it's always going to be a signal when we concede in that last minute, but I think we'd have all taken that at the start. I appreciate games don't work like that, but for example, the other the other week I was down at the uh, uh, the women's game and we were playing, I can't even remember, oh, we were playing Ipswich and 
we got the last minute winner or the last minute equaliser. And of course, everybody goes out on a high. The result in two weeks time, we won't look at that. We'll just see it as a point. And we'll look at it as a damn good point because Burnley are by far the strongest team in the football for me uh, in this division. I haven't seen a huge amount of Sheffield United, but uh, I, I, everything everything I've seen of Burnley today suggests to me that we did a we did an okay job in stopping the, that, that claret tide coming forward. Absolutely. It's a very good point you make. Uh, you know, I listened to, I turned down this to listen to Billich's interview with Sky and he said, look, you know, tonight we're, uh, we're gutted because it, you know, it feels like a defeat, but tomorrow we having reflected on it. We'll look on this as a, as a very good point. And I, you know, I think he's right. I think in at the end of the game and the emotion of it, you know, playing, as we did for 95 minutes it is it is frustrating um but I, I make him right i think we'll reflect on it tomorrow we might even reflect on it at the end of the season and say you know what that point at burnley that that you know that was a critical result for us but uh you know the bottom line whether we had won the game or or drawn it as we have done we need that kind of performance every week for 95 minutes plus, not for 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 45 minutes there. It needs to be consistent, not half a game. We've got to do it every week. And we can do it. We've just got to go out there and and demonstrate that we can do it. And we need to take our chances when they come. You know, uh, that, and we will get more results. I don't doubt it. Tremendous stuff, Alan. Don't leave it so long next time. Wonderful. I'm going to finish with two questions for you. One, because I know, similarly to Katie, who's waiting, we will get you, Katie. You are based in and around Leicester. What yep. are the Leicester fans thinking of, uh, of, of of Hamza Chowdhury? And then who are you going to make man of the match? Um, I, do you know what, really? Le- uh, Leicester fans, I think... Um, they kind of, I think they like Hamza, but I think they felt that he he perhaps wasn't good enough for the for the Premier League. Although he didn't really have that much time, uh, to to be fair, I, I'm certainly happy we've got him. I'm, that's just, that's for me. That's probably one of the standout signings of the summer. Not there were many highlights. Um, <laughs> that's very true. And simply because, not necessarily because I felt he was our best player tonight, but because he stood up to the shit housery. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Hoyt as my man of the match. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Alan, love love it, love it, love it. I I, I do like a call from Alan. Uh, Jack, I'm going to come to you in just a minute. But before I do, we're going to go across to, because I've only just spotted that she's on, we're going to go across to Natalie. Natalie is from the No Nay Never podcast with Burnley. Uh, she came on with us to uh, to record the, the, the preview show before the game. Said that she thought the Watford game was going to be, a, you know, a hard-fought game, but we'll see where we are. Natalie, if you hit your mic button at the bottom left, and then you can come Sorry. on. And there, you, there you are. There you are. There you are. Well, well, we managed to, we man- I have to say it first of all, we managed to put a dink in the record, but you're still at the top with another three there. But you've got the last-minute equaliser. What was the Burnley take on the game? Um, delighted with a point, obviously. Um, pretty gutted not to get that record, um, but that's not going to be the defining part of our season. Um, I think we started the game frighteningly well. We looked aggressive. We looked dominant. Um, we looked like we were just going to carry on where we left off from the Preston game and just surge forward at every opportunity. And we did that. Um, the game absolutely changed with a horror show of a goal that we conceded, um, which was just a calamity of errors at the back. 
and not long after that we lost Jordan Bayer as well to the, to their hamstring injury which is a massive blow and we never looked right again after that I think it took the sting out of the game for us um, our keeper's head clearly wasn't in it he got subbed off at half time um, we had to bring in um, our new young lad at, at centre half who's not played properly yet um, and we had to go again now despite that I think we I think we lost our momentum when we went 1-0 down. I think we lost a little bit of our dare I say arrogance, a little bit of cockiness in, and that swagger that, we, that the Burnley side displays, especially when they 10 wins on the bounce. There's inevitably going to be that yep. confidence in you and we lost that. It looked deflated and that's the first time that we've been in that position for a while. So that definitely changed the game and it was a bit of a shame. I definitely agree with your last caller's comments. Um, Going forward, Watford, apart from the goal that we gifted you, didn't really look like they were going to score any more. It didn't really offer anything going forward or, or in terms of an attacking threat, um, but defended very, very, very well. None of our balls that we were putting in the box, which normally land quite well, were getting anywhere near where they needed to be. Now, I guess from Watford's perspective, the worst thing that you can do is to dig deep and try and defend for that point because we will always we'll mm. always score and we'll always find a way, whether it's the last kick of the game or the last minute. So I, I genuinely knew the goal was coming. So, yeah, I mean... Well, you had you had a moment like that against West Brom, and I appreciate right. it was a free yeah. kick from uh, from Young Twine, who was a player that, that we on this podcast on this podcast and on this fa- tweet were, were admiring quite a lot before you went and grabbed him in the summer. God damn you! <laughs> um, and it, it, you know you are capable of doing that. We know what happens certainly with Watford, but every football team knows that if you're sitting on a one goal lead yeah. and you decide you're going to drop deep and fill out the play, unless so you're vulnerable. a 1980s. Yeah. AC Milan, you are going to concede. Um, Or you're going to concede opportunities and chances. Never mind, never mind. Now, I'm going to speak for everybody on here, possibly with the exception of We Are Luton Town, who does like to to listen in if we've either just conceded a last-minute equaliser or lost. Um, Good luck this coming weekend. Um, (laughs) Taking on the the evil horde of Mordor, uh, that is Luton Town at Kenilworthless Road. You'll only get about twelve people in there because that's the size of their away <laughs> allocation. But uh, yeah, we've, we've sold but there that. we go. But I think we, we tend to we tend to uh, react very well to games like that where we either drop points or we we we, we beat. Like the last time we dropped any points was the Sheffield United away game, and we went on to then win ten on the bounce. So the signs are looking good. Fingers crossed. We'll do our best for you guys. Promise. Well, Wonder, wonderful <laughs> stuff. There's Natalie from the No guys. Name Never podcast. Nat- Natalie, thank you so much. She came on really short notice no to problem, get onto no our, our, our preview Good show. Luck, guys. Wonderful stuff. You, you take care. Guys. Cheers now. There you go. That's nice, isn't it? That's Pete, nice. I'm, Pete, I'm disappointed that you didn't ask her if Ashley Barnes is the biggest shit out in football. Yeah. I, I, I think I think I was going undeniable. to jump on and I was going to jump on and do it, but then I thought, well, I, I did, I did, I wasn't part of the podcast you, last time. You, around, you, so I, you, no, mate, your your level of self control is greater than mine. If I'd have thought about it, it would have been great. Right, we, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Jack in just a second. Just before I do that, uh, Greg Wendover Horn has sent us a, a WhatsApp to just say, Pete, it was a pop in Cleverly's thigh. We're talking about Tom Cleverly having to go off. It was a pop in his thigh, not his Achilles, which is where his big problem is. This uh, and as he put, this happens, doesn't it, when older players come back from serious injury and something else goes, like an overcompensation injury. So fingers crossed for Clevs because. Everybody knows what a great servant he's been. It's just going to be a question of is this 
a short thing to come back from and he's caught it early or is it is it something more affecting than that we hope we hope very much that it's the uh, it's the former and not the latter anyway let's go to jack who's been waiting very very patiently and everybody else who's there i will be coming to you jack hit the mic button sir and let us know your thoughts on tonight if you haven't already get to www.donotscratchyoureyes.com on the uh, on the menu there there's a blog if you hit the blog because jack is now writing us up match reports as is also jason rose so so you're going to see lots of stuff there, um, you know, going forward. And as we said last time, if anybody wants to write anything, we've had some 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 kids who are, you know, writing things, etc. If you want to get that up on the blog and get people to see it, please do so. But in the meantime, Jack is our is our, uh, our, our regular correspondent along with Jason. Jack, what did you think of today, sir? Well, first of all, if, uh, if Natalie is still listening, I'd like to remind her to make sure her tetanus injection is up to date before she goes to Kenilworth Road. <laughs> Well Um, said. Well said. From the American perspective, this team makes about as much sense as beans on toast, doesn't it? You're talking to an Englishman here. Beans on toast. Jack, you're going to split the room here, Jack. Yeah. Well, well, I know. Beans beans on toast. It's a staple. (laughs) Yes. You have beans on toast. We have biscuits and gravy, which sounds like a horror show to you guys, I imagine. And chicken and waffles, we have too, and all that jazz. But beans on toast doesn't make any sense to me. Um, okay. Um, Alan kind of covered everything that I wanted to say about uh, Ashley Barnes' shithousery. It's, are there any teams in the championship that don't uh, participate in these antics? I feel like every game we come up against this, this time-wasting and trying to get fouls, and it's just crap. He is. Uh, a lot of them have students of the dark arts. He has been teaching it for quite some time. He is one of those players, and people will also say words such as Robbie Savage, one of those players that you hate playing against, but you dearly wish you got one of them in your ranks mm. who could just wind up the opposition, put them off their game, uh, you know, pick up yellow cards and wind up the referee and just just do what he did tonight. Even though it's absolutely galling to see it, and I think Alan you know, called it, uh, uh, we called it absolutely correct that, it was it was obviously it was deployed right go and go and wind yeah. him up because he'd had hoot at uh, Andelec, so he probably knew what he was doing there company anyway sorry carry on yeah. carry on jack this result was entirely deserved i think uh, i watched a team that is beginning to form their identity but is still paranoid about the voices in their head we are clearly better when we attempt that high press direct style uh, we're, we can be lethal on the counterattack, but we just overthink, you know, a pass in the final third mm-hmm. or uh, is, when we try to play out of the back, it's terrifying because we're always overthinking the passes. And every time we send it back to Bachman, I have to hold my breath. It's just unfortunate to see a, a, a team with so much talent that doesn't believe in themselves. I, th- I think the version of this team that believes in themselves beats Burnley 4-0. Genuinely, if you go back to exactly what Natalie was saying, because we've been talking to her um, on on Sunday night and saying, you know, exactly what we said sort of might happen, which actually we've just signed two really good players at the back, but we're so much less than some of our parts going forward. Because if you do look at the personnel we've got, as you absolutely rightly said, uh, and they even called it out, I don't know if you had the same commentary, but they did actually say, if you look at the personnel, 
actually, a lot of the Watford personnel are on paper, and on paper is a big phrase, you know, as good, if not better than the Burnley team. But the Burnley team are so drilled to within an inch of their lives that they, I, I definitely think they're, they're quality. Go on. Sorry, sir. I've already sort of said uh, my piece about Slavin. I mean, he's not being helped at all. And they... The, the culture of the club doesn't uh, allow him to really implement anything else. Uh, but I, I don't mind taking Joao Pedro off at the, game, at the end of the game because he was on a yellow card trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. But to allow the cursed black sheep <laughs> of the family, let's call him that, uh, I, I mean, everyone in, like, every Watford fan whether they were in the building or uh, watching from afar as I was, knew exactly what was going to happen. I wasn't the slightest bit surprised when that goal went in because we can't relax for a second, especially when Cubs sail is on the pitch. Very true. Very true, sir. Very true. Well, are you going to be doing us a match report? Are you going to get a chance? Because obviously it's not a weekend. Are you going to get a match report up for the blog um, for us to put on? Yes. Oh, wonderful yes, still stuff. doing it. Last question then, and then I'm going to go across. And Louis, I'm going to come to you just straight after the next person. Dean, I'm going to come to you in a second again because we are we're we're so international; it's just ridiculous. But Jack, who are you going to give man of the match to? Look for the positive. We can build Porteous a statue later. Uh, oh. I'm going to give man of the match to Danny because you know, as he said, everything that's going on with the earthquake in in Turkey and Syria is much bigger than football, and what he's doing is. Uh, it has a bigger impact than, you know, anything we well said hear about what's going on the pitch. Well said. Well said. Guys, we'll post up everything about it. Thank you for that, Jack. Always great. Um, uh, we'll post up what Danny's doing. If he didn't come on at the start, he is basically going to be doing a walk for the uh, the, the Syria and Turkey earthquake disaster um, kind of relief and fund to go and help that. So do come on and, uh, and, and support him if you can. We will put the links on the post. But in the meantime, we're going to the enticingly named Dean Sydney Hornet, which is a combination of excellent words, in my opinion. Dean, how you doing? Very well, very well. Um, first of all, great podcast, guys. So I live in Australia. Um, I've lived there for 21 years. I'm a first-time caller, but I've been going to Watford since 1978. Um, I actually went to the game this evening, so I've actually come over from Australia. I went to the game Saturday, the Blackburn game, and I went to Burnley. I'm actually staying in Yorkshire, so I've just got back from the game tonight. Um, Good planning. Yeah, so the great game, um, great turnout from the team that was on TV. It was a great turnout up there as well. Great yeah. atmosphere. Hopefully you made a bit of noise and you could hear us on the telly. But, Absolutely um, you could. Absolutely yeah. you could, yeah. Um, I'll just say, look, I just thought, uh, thought the defence were fantastic tonight. Um, even I thought Gaspar might be open to contradiction there from others, but I thought defence was solid. I thought Chowdhury put a really good shift in. My complaint really is Saar. I'm sorry. I mean, I know he sort of generates sort of difference of opinion, but I just don't get this guy. I mean, I inherently watch Watford on TV, obviously from Australia, but, you know, seeing the guy up close tonight just flatters the deceive. You know, so much ball, um, especially the first half, not so much the second half, but definitely the first half. He got some lovely opportunities one-on-one and, just does nothing and again I appreciate you guys go every week and I just watch it on TV most of the time but just really poor um Pedro just incredible I thought first half 
Um, mm. But look, you know, overall, great experience going. Um, keep the great podcast going, guys. It's fantastic. Thoroughly enjoy it, you know, um, like all the other Sydney listeners and Australia absolutely love this podcast and the Twitter spaces. But, yeah, look, I thought I'd take the opportunity while I'm over here um, in England. But keep the job going, guys. Great experience listening to it. And thanks for um, joining well, Dean. First of all, thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you very much for the kind words. This is a this is a, a an unintentionally thoroughly international uh, uh, kind of spaces. We get people coming in from everywhere, so it's great to have you here, and it's lovely that you can do so at a time that isn't socially unacceptable, which I imagine it probably <laughs> is normally. What is what is your normal sort of match day experience? Is it sort of like get up in the middle of the night, watch it? grumble as we have an inevitable kind of Watfordy performance and then go back to bed or are you able to get the the coverage etc okay live or is it is it relayed but what's what's your what's your match day experience like in yeah Austin? the match day experience probably best to get my wife on next time because obviously Sundays can be horrific for her after some of the performances that she's done of <laughs> late um so she could probably answer it better than anyone so um yeah I watch uh, Hive live um watch it on tv don't sound like Uncle Ron, but yeah, the buffering can be a pain in the ass at times. But, yeah. um, um, so I watch it um, sort of 2 a.m. over here or over there when I'm back home. And yeah, inherently I will stay up and watch it. And then you guys unfortunately suck me in and listen to this till probably about 5.30 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and then the kids get me up uh, probably about half hour after 30 minutes of brief sleep. But Obviously, if we win, it's fantastic. If we lose, it's again a horrendous Sunday. So, um, um, yeah, that's that's the experience of supporting Watford, the other side of the world, really. Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much. Last question, sir. Then I'm going to go and let you get some sleep on on good old uh, uh, Greenwich Mean Time or British Summertime or wherever <laughs> we are. Who knows? Who are you going to give the man of the match to? Got to give it. I don't want to say two, but I've got to say the two centre halves tonight. I thought they were. Outstanding! I thought they were fantastic Saturday, and I think again today. I just think they've added something new to that side that make even after I'm, I'm disappointed about this evening, just makes you feel quite positive that if the rest of them can sort of tally up with them, I, you know, I'm really upbeat. So, so I've answered your question as well as I should, but I think the pair of them were sensational Dean if you listen to this you'll know that nobody listens to whatever I ask (laughs) that's the the last thing anybody needs to concern themselves with there's Dean from Sydney everybody when are you you heading back Uh, you got any more games that you can pick up before Um, you're on your way back well, I should I should be honest. Well, I'm going to be honest because this is quite embarrassing. I brought the West Brom ticket um, four weeks ago and I blindly thought it was on Saturday and then I just discovered last week it's on the bloody Monday and I'm flying home lunchtime on the Monday, so I missed the game. Um, oh. So it could be an omen for Watford. I've been there two games now and we've drawn the pair, so hopefully they'll get a win in my absence. But, um, yeah, you know, there you go. Such is life. Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. That's lovely stuff. I like this very, very much indeed. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.